This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 605, brought to you by Mac Weldon. Underwear, socks, shirts that are better than what you're wearing right now. Unless you're wearing Mac Weldon, then if you are, then you know. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. I used to believe in someone who could never be painted for false. I was that someone
Welcome back, fanboy. Pick of the Week 605. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm alongside my co-host, Ron Richards. Hello. Josh Flanagan. You on a little speed there, buddy? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I waited so long to do this. <laughs> a lot more done. I, we are at Fanboy. <laughs> I love reverse drug regrets. <laughs> I should have been doing this all along. It's better when you wait longer than you can have those regrets. <laughs> we are a fan, but we, we, we read our stack of comics. One of us picks their favorite book called it the pick of the week. We talk about that book, other books we read. We do some listener mail. We do some patron stuff. It's a fun time, guys. That's what we do. We have fun together. I, I, before we move on, I would like to go back and, and let everyone know we do not promote drug use. <laughs> this, despite what we just said there. Stay clean, kids. We do Every, promote irony and and, reg, and and regret. We definitely promote <laughs> regret. I think that's clear. Sometimes I wouldn't say we promote it. It's more as what we stand for. It's a lifestyle choice. Regret. <laughs> I'm for it. It's our I'm, platform. I'm for mm-hmm. regret. I'm pro regret. <laughs> Clearly. Here's your spoiler warning. It's a review show. There'll be some spoilers. Exercise some caution. Use that brain. It's the lump three feet above your ass. Ron had to pick this week. I did, I did, I did, and uh, this was an interesting week because it was a it was a packed week. As many comic fans know, it was New York, it was New York Comic Con this week, and that's when uh, right around the con, it seems like publishers dump you know put out a lot of books. So there's a lot of stuff to read. Um, there's a couple of books that I that I at early on when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's going to be a contender. Oh, that's going to be a contender. Um, and then as I got down down through my stack, I, I pulled out uh, slots number one. Uh, and saw that it was written and drawn by Dan Panosian, and I immediately remembered, I believe on this show, over the years, the numerous times that we said, why is it Dan Panosian doing a book? Right. And uh, if you remember way, way back, I, I, I want to say five plus years, didn't he did like a miniseries with X Factor He did an issue for Marvel. something that was pick of the week. Yeah, and it was just it was it was a miniseries, like a five issue miniseries. Like, oh man, this guy's in it. And then re- recently, he's done a bunch of covers and things like that. And every time I feel like again on the show, every time we've seen those covers, we've been like, oh man, he should do a book. And then so I was very very pleased to see that he's doing a book. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, I, I I became aware of him at some point, probably while I was doing the sketch up, because I ended every time I saw something from the guy, I was like, oh my god, he's good. And then. He'd do things every once in a while. I think he'd do like a Deadpool issue now and then. And he yep. was part of the the Darwin group of people. And it's just like that guy, I want him to work way more. And honestly, I'm not giving anything away here. I kind of think he might need to stop it, which I guess he did, which is the problem. Because <laughs> Well, he does he does a lot of other work. He lives here in LA. Yeah. He does a lot of film stuff. And in fact, oddly enough, uh, he is in a friend group that I am tangentially in. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Um, I uh, actually ran into him with those with some of those people in Comic Con this year, and he said he had this, he said a book was coming out soon that he was doing. Yeah, um, he was also at Darwin's wedding. He was in Darwin's yeah. wedding. Well, so also, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to give it away, but he has uh, he has dreamy hair. Yeah, he's, he a, he's a handsome man. <laughs> he has dreamy um, Mark Ruffalo like hair, and yeah. that's not to be overlooked. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I love this book. I for some I don't know for some reason in my head I thought it was a one shot. I'm so oh, glad I, it's not. As I started reading this, I got afraid. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Is this not an issue? Is this a is this a graphic novel? Like, is this a is this a trade?" And then I just didn't realize it, but because I was reading it digitally. But um, then then uh, you know, as, with the chapter breaks, it definitely feels like it could be a a graphic novel, kind of so to speak. Um, but man, this was great. This was fantastic. And of course, you know, so the book is called Slots, and it does take place in Las not Vegas. Slots. And, uh, slots. 
Um, and it does take place in Vegas. And so, of course, Vegas has been on top of mind for a lot of people this past week, and it's really horrible. But, like, this was a nice kind of distraction. It shows you what Vegas stands for other than what most recently it's become, you know, due, due to the, the horrible tragedy and all that sort of stuff. Um but, you know, going back to what you're saying in terms of like what kind of groups, you know, he Panosian runs in and the, you know, you know, a lot of Darwin Cook influence here, a lot of yeah. um, uh, Dave Johnson, you yeah. know, like I, I definitely pick up on those vibes, but also in his own unique kind of way. And, I, you know, Dan Panosian is somebody who I've been aware of for 20 plus years because he broke in in the in the 90s and, and you know, with, you know, in the early image days and things like that. And to see his art evolve to a point where it is now um, is just fantastic. And what he's do- what he did with this book is very much in you know. As I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, Darwin would have loved this. I um, I was thinking that not only that, but I was like, I feel like this character is a little bit of Darwin. I don't yeah, know if bit, I was yeah. reading into it, but I was like, wait, is that? It kind of it doesn't really look like him, but I was I was then I was looking for it and I was seeing it. It's filling a little bit of a Darwin shaped hole. Well, it's yeah, it's it, it, it definitely it, the the main character is a man's man, um, uh, and so the, the the gist of the book is that the the main character whose name I forget what was his name, um, uh, but the guy uh, in the red flannel shirt, the guy in the red flannel shirt, which you know we often talk about how hard it is when you're not doing superhero books to identify people, putting them in costume, quote unquote costume does help, and putting them in a red flannel shirt, be like, oh, that's the guy, you know, that is the guy who I need to know. Is it Stanley? I believe. Um, but uh, so the main character is an older gentleman who smokes, and he's 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 got a Stanley, he's got a Stanley, yeah Stanley he's got a he's got an awesome old car where he drags his airstream that he lives in on, and the book begins with him making his way back to Vegas, and he he's you know before he goes to Vegas he stops and digs up a lockbox that he'd buried out in the desert which which has his gun. Um, and and you get the sense that, you know, he says that I've been to Vegas, you know, I'm not really welcome around here. And so it's this idea of of a shady character making his return and we get introduced to his world as he revisits his old haunts, reconnects with people. Um, and we get the sense of, you know, that he's here to help a friend out. And, uh, you know, that, you know, bad stuff's going to happen before the end of this. Right. And it's it's not the glittery Vegas he's going to. No, it's, it's the, the other side. The scam artist psychics. It's burlesque. It's it's off the strip burlesque shows. It's bo- you know dirty boxing rings. It's not, you know, it's the seedy side of Vegas, which is yeah. great. Which which really lends itself to these really great, you know, crime stories. Which is you know what this has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I loved everything about this. If we'd still been doing the website, there would have been like four or five panels of the week in here. I mean, this. Uh, I was so happy that a this wasn't a one shot because it meant, it meant more. Yeah. Um, but be that it was just that he was doing this book. This is going to be a great collection when it's done, when it's a complete story, because it really because he even in this issue, he broke it up into three or four chapters. Right. right. And so, you know, seeing this as a and yeah, into four chapters is seeing this as a in one volume is going to be a great kind of seedy kind of crime noir story. It ends with him going to the, the boxing gym and uh, getting laid out by his son. Uh, you know, and I, I just love the idea of the the legacy of relationships that you don't know anything about, and filling in those blanks and big extremes like that happening, um, and you know, piecing together what has happened. You know, and honestly, this this book, and and we were talking a lot about Darwin, both in terms of inspiration and and relation and things like that. But um, 
this book could like I wouldn't be surprised if this was a a Stark story, you know, like yeah. a Parker a Parker esque story. You know, the, this idea of this, you know, the this guy who's got a past who works on, you know, the might not work on the right side of the law. Uh, and, you know, then now we're going to go on a little adventure, a little caper and kind of see what happens as he helps or protects or or does what's right or whatnot. Um, Vegas is, a, you know, the CD downtown Vegas is a great uh, is, is a great. Uh, environment for this story to kind of happen yep. because there's so much gray area um, and it's got slot machines. It's got boxing. It's got guns. It's got an Airstream trailer. Really? Everybody's hustling in that part yeah. of Vegas. Everybody's yeah. hustling in Vegas, but especially in that on the fringes, yeah. which means everyone is sort of suspect in these sto- in these situations. I, this was terrific. Yeah, it was a it was a delight, and I'm I'm kind of glad that I read it last because I I had read all my books and and I was like, okay, I pick up things I could pick, and then I read that I'm like, oh man, this just blew everything away. So um, uh, yeah, so slots slots number one uh, from Image and Skybound, uh, definitely worth checking out. Dan Panosian, I'm glad to see him doing a book. I'm glad to see him doing a book that's telling a story that he wants to tell. Like it's it's clear that he. Like this is channeling what he's good at in terms of both interest and art wise, and and the story, the storytelling flowed really great. Oh, like you know the writing and drawing aspect of it. Yeah. You know? Like that's the thing. Like I I had actually picked this out of the stack at one point, and I thought, oh, I definitely want to make this. I want to read this, and then I forgot it was on a list, and I saw you picked it, and I was like, crap, and I got to go read it. And I mean, right away, I went, oh, oh yeah. In in the storytelling <laughs> specifically. I mean, this is a yeah. really well for a guy who doesn't do a ton of sequential stuff. Like he's got it down. There's the shot of like he's sitting on the hood of the car, and then there's like uh, three panels of a shovel digging, and just the way that it's paced and laid out, along with the lettering. It's I mean, it's it's great. It's really yeah. it's really and Actually, that, that, like, that that shovel page is my favorite sequence, which is oh, funny. It's, 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 great. Just, it's just a shovel, but it's great. Yeah. And he did you know he did everything you know he, except the lettering basically. So, and even the lettering looks good. Like the, the, um, word balloons are that sort of angled, uh, pentag- uh, sexagon, uh, septagon. What's six sides? Why can't I think of it? Sexagon? Whatever. Sexygon. It's the sexygon. It's the sexiest sexy-gon. of all, the sexiest of all word balloons. Well, we should mention <laughs> Pat, Pat Brousseau, the letterer, who did a great yep, job. Pat yep. Brousseau. Uh, and the, the, you know, even, and if you looked, I noticed like the faces of all the characters were different. He isn't just yep. drawing the same face over and over again. Like the main character, Stanley, like, he has a face. He's got a little no, divot in his got, nose. He's, he's got the gap in his teeth. He's got his, uh, you know, his forehead has a certain shape. He's got a catcher's mitt for a face. I mean, it, yeah. it is. It, I mean, and 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 it's also done in that drawing style that is of another time. You know, like the facial expressions kind of remind me of of EC slash Mad kind of car, you know, cartoonists um, whose names are escaping me, but you know that style that I'm talking about. That kind of you know like. Um, it's it's not realistic because it's obviously it's very you know exaggerated and all that sort of thing, but it has that like the shiny nose kind of drawing style. Yes, and the I'm trying to think are, of the artist who I'm thinking of, but I, the one I know. Uh, yes, um, it's great. This is a yeah. terrific book. Everyone should read it. <laughs> it's true. So good, Al Jaffe kind of style. Yeah. Al, Al Jaffe, Harvey Kurtzman, Mort Drucker, that kind of style. Mort Drucker yeah. was the name I was thinking of, but I wasn't confident yeah. enough that it was the right one. Yeah, I just looked. I, I was really, I just of Kyle that. Baker a little bit. Yeah, but he's. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could yeah. definitely see that for sure. So, but there's yeah. a style that that Pinozian's putting in it that doesn't yeah. quite. 
Yeah, it's great. There's, re- there's a reason why people get excited when he actually draws a book. Um, yeah, deservedly so. It's, I'm, I'm glad to see him here do it. So slots number one, check it out. But uh, the, the the when I started reading my books, I thought a real contender, and it, and it was a contender. Uh, again, talk about a, a unique, d- definitive art style. But Punisher of the Platoon number one by Garth Ennis and uh, my favorite, and I'm pretty sure your guys' favorite, one of your guys' favorite, Goran Parlov. Yeah. Uh, and taking us back to Frank Castle in Vietnam. And part of it, like, I almost made this pick of the week. And then I'm like, is this because of Ken Burns and Linovic <laughs> Vietnam? Or is it because it's just a good story? And it's a little bit of both, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a solid first issue. And I think we, we, we you know, we all loved the Fury and Max book they did together. And was there another one? Oh, other, wait, after a minute, that? wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we start talking, about it, is this, guys, is this an opportunity for you guys to return to your favorite corner? War Corner? Actually, uh, I didn't read it. Oh. I, it's not 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 on purpose. I just it, it's it's been a week and I was you were tied, oh, you were tied on time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're 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 in for a treat, John. And you're also, Ron and I are in War Corner. I don't. I did, I kind of didn't want to rush it. I was like, you know, I don't have the pick, so it it yeah. might have been. Go ahead. We'll talk about it with full. But I will say to your point earlier, as I was watching Ken Burns Vietnam, I just kept thinking, you know. Garth Ennis got this more right than anyone. Yep. In, in, and in, he continues in, to in this book. Right. In yes, Preacher, agreed. in Punisher of the Past, in everything. I just, when I was watching the documentary, I was like, wow, did Garth Ennis probably read the correct sort of primary sources? Because he had it down, you know, years and, and years ago. And, well, and, Fury, and especially Fury Max started with, with Indochina. And I mean, yeah. he, he re- that was all about how fucked up Vietnam was. Oh, so fucked up. But, but even more so reading this after watching the documentary, it's like, yeah, he gets it so right. And so the premise of this is that members of his platoon from Vietnam have gathered now to uh, talk to someone who's writing something about him. And, and, uh, you know, and so the book kind of starts off in the present day with the older gentleman and they've gathered in the bar and the person who is talking to them, who we never find out who it is, right? Um, yeah, they're off camera. They, yeah. They're off camera. They start telling, you know, they, they're they like, well, here, they're, they're saying, well, here's what I want to talk to you. Here's what I know. And starts telling the story of young Frank Castle, fresh off the off the chopper in Vietnam, taking his first kind of uh, command. And, uh, yeah, he's a lieutenant. He's getting his first platoon, uh, yep. second Lieutenant Castle, getting his first yep. platoon. Uh, um, there's this shot of him. You know, we see him far away walking down the hill from the chopper and we see his back and then we see him like in the hero shot looking really sort of handsome, his blue eyes and really handsome. But he's sort of got the dead eyes, too. Yeah. He's got them. He's got them dead eyes. Gordon Parloff is so fucking good. Gordon Gordon Parloff is so good. And it's funny because, like, as I was reading this, I was looking for, you know, with Starlight being the last thing that I read by him, I was looking for that kind of dynamic swashbuckling kind of thing and i was like oh well this is kind of you know but then as we got into the vietnam stuff i was just like oh god he is so good like what he does with a single line i I don't want to say understated because i I feel like that 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 doesn't do it justice he is able to like with a minimal amount of drawing get across emotion and feeling and you know like the the tension of when he's talking to that one um the the guy who talks to him straight when when they're they're walking into a situation and frank turns to one of the soldiers like listen i we can't you know like you got to tell me what you what's on your mind or i can't do anything and the guy tells him what the deal is with this area that they're walking into and like that's the tension of that scene you felt it came off the page and it was locked because of parlov yeah mostly talking heads 
Yeah, yeah. just yeah. flip and and I know normally that's a problem, but right. No, I know. Yeah, you can read the story. It's one of those things where they say you know like take the the word balloons out of something, can you still what tell what's going on? And you one hundred percent can. And with faces, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't an action story, at least at the moment. It this this is mostly this issue is mostly about how bad the area that he has been dropped into is, and they're not they're not in the main part of the battle they're off to the side uh they, they don't see a lot of action where they are but um mostly because they don't really go out for the action they they, they produce reports that are false yeah um it, it, i mean it, it is sort of the quagmire of vietnam captured here and then you've got we get introduced at the end to uh some of the Viet Cong, um who are obviously going to be the adversaries but uh uh man this was so this was good. This was so good. good. This was real good. Yeah. Yeah. So so good. <laughs> it's it's a it's a gift. I you know the one thing like I didn't want to rush and read through it before the show just to not because I like it too much and you you got you know the audience you can't have everything. Some yeah. of it has to be for me and and oh boy. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally um, exciting. So this week Batman 32 brought the end of the war of jokes and riddles and also the end of our lives. In <laughs> a, a stunning twist that I didn't see coming. They're avatars. The, uh, <laughs> so the issue opens with Batman still uh, telling Cat Selina the story Bruce telling Selina the story of the war because it takes place in the past. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's a two page spread of of a bunch of victims of the war, which uh, all the more chilling because it's very similar to some of the things I've seen in the media this week. Yeah. Um, and right there in the center is four people whose names are very similar to our names, plus Paul Montgomery, who used to be a host of the show, as well as uh, further down. There's some other OG comics podcasters represented. Um, didn't see that coming. And well, it's, how could you have seen it? What's also I weird I about it? I didn't see it in the first place. Other people had to point it out to me. Well, what's funny is that I mentioned it. I was like, are, are, are we in Batman? And Josh was like, no, we're not. And I was just like, I eh, didn't see look it. at it again. And, and it's like, dead and center can, on I, the page. I, it's dead center on the page. And I can understand that because like, cause what they did was, uh, you know, for, for creative as well as legal reasons, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Paul's Paul Cipher is a guy named uh, what, what was it uh, Monty, Monty Paul. Paul Monty Paul and uh, Josh's uh, uh, what Joseph Flan Flan Flan, yeah. Flan, Flan Joseph All the names whatever are inverted. yeah yeah except exce- yeah and you were but no but you were were what was it uh, Patrick, Patrick Connor Patrick Connor and Connor with a K which I thought was yeah. funny and you know but that's laying off of the Kilpatrick whatever and I am Richard Ronalds yep and it's just like. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Tom King. Maybe you could have gotten a little more creative with my name. Maybe Connor, <laughs> Connor, for not the first time, represented by a black man in comic <laughs> books, in published comic books. Early <laughs> listeners, listener, newer listeners might not know that in the earlier days, people were stunned that he was a white guy at first. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like I, I, I forgot about it. Yeah, and I, I do like that Paul is represented by an old man because that. Yes, I thought that was so one of the most apt uh, characterizations that there was. Um, so I mean, it's, it's it's it was it's fun. It's an honor. Also, what's weird about this is because it lists the the victims' names, who they were killed by. Like we were, I was killed by Deadshot, right? Um, and the date, and the the date of the killing happened to be the day before my birthday, which there's no way they knew that. Like that, talk about a weird coincidence there. Uh, so. A little disappointed it wasn't my birthday. Well, but. we're not talking about it this week, but uh, I could see why Deadshot would say that after I read Superman. Um, actually, so the three of us, I guess, I guess we were 
Were we killed together by Deadshot? It looks um, like, yeah. It looks like it. Yeah, it looks like there was like some sort of uh, triple murder involving the three of us in Deadshot. That's uh, we all died the same day. Let's talk about Paul the... Got, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Paul killed by the Joker. And uh, the uh, some of the other guys killed by the Riddler. Anyway, um, so this is the end. I don't know that I like how uh, um, Michael Janin draws Bruce Wayne. Interesting. He's very big. But also his face and his, yeah. his well, weird. I was, I, it was funny because I was going to say, I really, I really like Mikkel Janin. No, I like everything. Well, I like everything else but the way he draws. Bruce I love his Joker. I love his Riddler. Yeah, like, yeah, really, really good. I was going to say, I mean, my point about him was going to be that I, I kind of see what you're saying, but also I'm fine with it, how he draws him. Uh, I was, I was going to say, like, so far, everything we've talked about right now has just been great art. We really yeah. got. You know, it was a sequential art uh, windfall at the top of the show anyway. I, mean, yeah, I yeah. thought the same thing as this. And I, I thought that I liked that there were a lot of... Uh, it wasn't action sequences. I guess they were fights, but they were like choreographed fights, which you actually don't see in comics all that often. Mm-hmm. It's like right. punch, block, counter, punch, fall down, smack, you know. Uh, it was just like, do do this thing that is sort of... Roots level superhero comic book, you know, but it was like it was choreographing like a boxing match. Um, I want I want to give Tom King and the letter Clayton Callis uh, credit. I loved the POWs. Yep. Yeah. And I know they're yeah. kind of Batman sixty two, but I didn't sixty six. But I didn't take them that way. I took them as the, I didn't. the literal sound of a pow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't take I didn't take them like that. Yeah. No, but I know that it's associated with that. You know, Biff sure. Yeah. But, Biff, but Biff I really I like the sort of staccato nature of pow 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 pow. And um, I really like that. I, I mean, I really noticed that, which I tend to not notice these sound effects. It's because um, there was nothing else there. Like that's right. all they have: bent, thud, pa- like it was. I was. It's a chicken or the egg thing. Like it's Batman sixty six, but it's Batman sixty six because it's it's Batman comic right. books. You know, like so. Who knows what that tradition it's in? I, I liked that the end of this was subtle. Um, as a thing that's called the war. And it was really a a psychological thing. I don't know that I entirely loved all the choices that were made or that I would have necessarily made it, but I can't really find fault in them. I don't like... It's a human choice, and it makes sense to say that Batman has decided to do something bad. And then he thinks he's not a good person. And that's an interesting thought, but I don't know that I actually want to read about it in a Batman comic book, if that makes sense. Uh, so, I mean, this is early days, and so the, the, the twist here is that uh, at the end of this fight between the Joker and Riddler, Batman goes to stab Riddler in the face. Uh, why, did he, why was he going to do it? Because... Uh, um, he got pushed to the edge. Let's just say yeah. the tensions rose. He got pushed to the edge. Um, but, you know, it's young Batman. I'm fine. I'm okay with that. Uh Besides going back to the Killing Joke, the uh, the this this it's always been that Batman is just the other side of the crazy coin. Yeah, I know. Um, I I, 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 yeah, I mean it's we're we're gonna get to later on in the show as well too. It's not even I don't I like I said I don't think it was a bad choice, but there's a little part of me that want you know. It's one kind of story that you can explore, and it's I'm not sure if it's the kind of thing that I want to read right now. Right. Uh, it, it, and again, like it's well done. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. But a little part of me like just let this one guy be a hero. But I, the point is that he is, and that heroes make mistakes and are not human. I mean, it's a it's a fatherhood lesson, if anything else, really. And it is somewhat interesting. Somewhat interesting that, that it was the Joker who stopped him. So that yeah, kind yeah. of 
puts him on a really weird psychological footing with the Joker. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with Batman proposing to Selena, and she says yes. So how do you feel, how do you feel about that? Well, it's not going to actually happen, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. But Han Solo got married. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was good, and I, I don't. I think I liked this arc. Yeah, I certainly liked the way it looked. I liked it more at the end than I did the beginning. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I thought it looked great throughout it, though. I actually look forward to looking to see how it did. I thought I thought the storytelling mechanism of I got all excited for this war and the fact that we didn't see much of the war and it was just a lot of the you know kind of zoom in yeah. and like you got a sense of lots of time passing and stuff like that. I thought at times was clunky, but I think it came together in the end. So yeah. at least for me, so. Yep. Ron, I was a little shocked that all new Guardians of the Galaxy with number eleven wasn't the pick. Uh, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so Arnold New Gardens of the Galaxy number 11, uh, you know, we saw the return of Rich Rider as Nova in the Nova book, and now he's in the pages of Guardians of the Galaxy, and and we he finds out that his brother Robbie Ryder, who if you remember in the last, you know, the last go-round with Nova, he became a character and became a member of the Nova Corps, and... Um, and you know, so kind of brought back, you know, picked that story back up to kind of what happened to the Nova, the Nova Force after the Cancerverse and all that sort of stuff. Um, and Robbie ends up. We find out what happened to Robbie is that he got picked up by Raptors and basically got tortured and and uh, manipulated into you know uh, becoming a Raptor. Within the Raptors are the Dark Hawk, Dark Hawk armor. Um, and so yeah, so pushes all the buttons for me. Uh, the Roland Bashi art was uh, was okay. I mean, it was no there's no Dan Panosian or Goran Parlov. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was good at times, but it's you know look go go back and look at slots. You know, like that was. Uh, uh, I mean, well, yeah. you know, it's not all the same level, but I thought sure. this was. I wouldn't put this on the art we've been complaining about lately yeah. in terms of in Marvel's. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Yeah, that is true. That's fair. But I I will go as far as saying that right now at all of Marvel, all New Guardians of the Galaxy, like what Jerry Duggan is laying the groundwork for, like I'm I'm like just sitting there going nodding and going yes more please more more more. So uh, it's definitely going in in a great direction. I wonder how people feel about this issue because normally. Uh, when you have an issue of a book and no one from the book appears in it, people get angry. Yeah. But yeah. Um, do you think that we're going to see more Rich Rider in this book? Yeah, I think I I, I got to imagine that Rich Rider is on an inevitable crash course with the Guardians, right? Mm-hmm. Like so I so and I I would love to see Rich as part of the Guardians team. Like I think that would be great. Um, you know, I mean, we're getting Jerry's bringing like so the so we had the Marvel Cosmic Universe, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, and they like really focused on that core team of you know Star Lord and Gamora and Drax and Rocket and Groot, and but now I feel like Jerry's bringing it back to the the general Marvel Cosmic, which I just which I love, so that's a great direction. Next week's and then the next issue's cover features Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Cable, and Man Thing, which is an interesting choice. <laughs> no, I, so I, tr- I, I trust I trust in Jerry Duggan I like the book a lot yeah. I think it's a really good book I assume neither of you guys read the Archies number one this week no I did not I wanted to but I didn't get to it so this was written by Alex Seger and Matthew Rosenberg with art by Joe Isma and uh, it, you know it's not really concerned this is our, this is Archie comics it's not really concerned with what's happening in the main book where Betty is paralyzed and all this stuff's happening this is just the Archie's the band, you know, Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and Reggie, uh, dealing with being a nascent high school band who wants to be bigger. Um, 
you know, Alex Segura is, he's been writing a lot more. Matthew Rosenberg has a musical background. So this was kind of a fun story about a, a band at that point where they either break up or they, they make do what's necessary to, to level up to another, to, you know, more than just a band that plays a local bowling alley. Um, the only, the only criticism I have is that what Wade has been doing over the main book a lot has been playing with structure where you have these really quick one page scenes that happen um, and, and time goes by very quickly. And in the, the first half of this book is like that a lot. So you really don't, you don't get a lot of meat to hang on to because you're flying through the story. Um, luckily the second half of the book is, is one continuous, you know, s- storytelling sequence. But it was at first I was like, man, this is really feels more like I'm reading an outline than a book. Um, but like I said, it's, it's slowed down and, and let the story happen, which is nice. Um, but this is fun. I, I think the writing duo is interesting for this kind of book. They and, did the uh, Archie Ramon's book. Yes. Just so this issue ends with them going on the road. They got a van. They've got their logo nice. on the side. And they're going to hit the road. So if you're, if you're into Archie, the Archie's music, um, this is a fun this And then, a fun And this, this wasn't the issue, but it's, it's coming up, isn't it? Or was this issue uh, – Churches is going to be in the next issue. Right or the third issue or something like that. They're going to do a lot more like kind of music crossover. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I think so. When they're waiting for, they're going to a a venue in town where the, the band called the Bingos are playing, and the churches is on the, the poster in the background. So I assume, yeah, uh, you know, they're they're layering and stuff like that. But um, right, this was I I like this actually. This was really fun. So if you're yeah. you know, check it out. I might go back and check it out. I do. I, I do think, love. I, I think, do like I some think music. You would like it. I think yeah. you'd like. It. Although, right, cool. although Jughead is drawn kind of like, you know, skinny, ripped skinny jeans and, and looks well, kind of like the, well, yeah, like of, the t- of the times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of the times. So, all right. Well, we we'll take a quick break and we want to welcome and thank our new sponsor, Mac Weldon, for sponsoring this episode of iFanboy. And a little known fact uh, here in the iFanboy offices, the audience might not know this, but we take our underwear very seriously. Josh, would you well, agree with me? I mean, m- definitely more seriously than most. So I'm going to go ahead and be, aff- be affirmative on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, through the years, we attended a lot of Comic Cons. We did done a lot That's of walking, true. and you know, and comfort is it's a real it's a real important thing. Paramount. It, it's paramount. We're, exactly. we're not we're not thin men. No, we're not, and we've got needs. Let me tell you. Um, but, uh, we were, so we are so delighted when Mac Weldon wanted to sponsor this episode because the best part of it is we got to try some Maxwell, Mac Weldon stuff. And, uh, I went to the Mac Weldon website, which is as someone who worked in, uh, in the digital world, it is a very good website. And, uh, the purchasing process was so amazingly easy. I got myself some socks. I got myself some underwear. I even got myself an A shirt, which is the type of undershirt I like to wear underneath my dress shirts. And, and... <laughs> Okay, now we know that. So that's yeah, everyone knows now. <laughs> well, I mean, if you picture uh, Sonny from the the Godfather, that that'll help know, you visualize we, it. But. We know. Yeah, we, we know. Uh, Do you but, wear that uh, shirt, Ron, when you go in the back and you're like grilling up some sausages? Do you know? I have to, right? It's part of the, it's part of the it's part of the deal. Do you tuck yeah. when you do just uh, the shirt? Because you should. Because that's yes, gonna complete I the do. look. I always I always tuck the A shirt. Nice. Absolutely. And, and let me tell you, this this Mac Weldon A shirt was comfortable. 
it fit well, it tucked well, and it 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 really it, and the, the the purpose of the A shirt is to give you just kind of like a little a personal shield between the the, the rest of the world and your body, and I felt protected. Two Wait, things. do you tuck do you tuck the Mac Weldon A shirt into the Mac Weldon underwear? I did. I wait, did. wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You tuck into the underwear? Yeah, I tuck into the underwear. I don't know that we should be talking about underwear. <laughs> well, good thing is the Mac Weldon underwear waistband is just was very. Uh, uh, did you guys get some underwear too? Yeah, can I, can it's, I, it's, it's, it's a soft. I've, it's a soft waistband. I've, I've been waiting. But, to talk it, but about it's a this. tight waistband. No, no, yeah. I've been waiting to talk about this. Uh, okay, I, I previously had mentioned that uh, not thin men. Um, <laughs> they specifically call out the fact that it's a no roll waistband. Yep. Yes. Uh, and and they're not kidding. I was very happy about that. I was like, oh, I'm not getting the roll. I yeah, it's amazing. And that's that's all part of the, you know, I, I actually went to the Mac Weldon office here in New York. I met with some folks there and 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 found out, you know, they, they their whole the smart design, premium fabrics, like all this stuff goes into all these thoughts are going into this stuff. And I got to tell you, even before I put this stuff on, the packaging was just to die for. It was delightful. I got I got a three pack of underwear and it came in this nice little fabric pouch that I kept because I'm like, oh, I might need a pouch. What's nice about the underwear is they've got different styles. Yeah. You know, not just one style of underwear. This is this is for a world in which people want choice. Oh, I told- you want underwear that does different things. Yep. And I got two of the three styles. I didn't get the workout style because I'm like drowning in workout underwear. But Ooh. where it's needed, I would I would get more of that. Um, really nice, you know, antimicrobial, which yep. helps with odors. Which listen, yep. it happens. Yeah, we're we're human. It's only it's gonna happen, you know. But not only not only not only did like some underwears contain the odor, but these uh, Mac Weldon's they 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 eliminate it, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why you gotta, step, you gotta step up to the silver because that pretty much just kills yeah. anything it's in there, and you don't get the stink. I got I got yeah. two pairs of the silver. I got two two pairs of the uh, the twenty four hour jersey. I believe it is. Um, and I'm at the point now where I've been through the wash cycle once, and they came out, and I thought, oh. I get to wear these again, yeah, and I'm, I get I get pretty excited about that. So let, let me ask, let me ask you guys something that might be a little personal, and I apologize to our female listener audience, but I the in the in the underwear the uh, the front window access yes. yeah. possibly one of the best designs I've ever worn. I don't think I've ever had uh, boxer briefs that had the front window before. Well, that's the thing. It's like so. I have bo- I, so I got a pair of the boxer briefs. Uh, briefs. Yeah. I got the eighteen-hour jersey ones. Um, and we're uh, right at the line here right now, guys. We really are. We <laughs> we're really right really are. at the line. But, but I got to tell you, I recently got a pair of underwear that didn't have the front window in the boxer brief, and I I use the front window because when you don't use the front window, you got to do the pull down. Line alert. It's it's a problem. But I the first day I wore the Mac Weldon boxer briefs, I was just like, wow, it is this is very convenient and efficient. I was in and out of the bathroom like that. It's amazing. So it's efficient, it's comfortable. Yep. And if you don't like your first pair, you can you can keep it and then you can still they'll refund you the money even if you don't like it. That, that great because they they know you're gonna like it, but they they back it up with that guarantee, which I think is great. So that's right. So as we said, Mac Weldon not only has underwear, which has the flap that Ron loves. And the roll ba- the anti roll band that Josh loves, and the uh, comfort that I love. They also have socks and shirts, and they all perform well. I good for working the, uh, out. It's good for going to work, dates, everyday life, just lounging. R- Josh bought the twenty four hour pair. I guess he's lounging in underwear twenty four hours a day. I don't ask him about his daily life. It's not. It's his business. That's, that's not how it works. Uh, I bought in the, that. In the, I bought a in t-shirt. the basement. 
in the basement in your underwear telling the kids to leave you alone? It's getting too cold down here. Uh, <laughs> Daddy's, th- Daddy's thinking. Daddy's I bought, thinking. I bought the shirt, uh, a, a black T-shirt that I could wear uh, at a musical performance gig where one gets sweaty, and it performed very well. I was very happy about that. I'm going to point yep. that out. All right. Wait a minute. So. Are you in a band? Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, barely. Oh, I would also like to note uh, the the color Are selection. Are you Punk? <laughs> the the <laughs> colors the color selection. Uh, there's so many to choose from. Yes. Uh, the camo stripes, little a uh, little check checkerboard uh, option in the underwear, just great stuff. Good stuff. So Mac Weldon, thank you so much for not only uh, making us feel good, but look good and feel supported and have underwear and socks and shirts that perform for us. You guys can get it on the action and listen, we encourage you to do it. Go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and you can get 20% off using the promo code iFanboy. Do it today. Get on board the Mac Weldon train. Listen, you guys listen to us about Harry's. We were right there. We're right about Mac Weldon here. So MacWeldon.com, 20% off code iFanboy. It's an 18-hour jersey, not 24. Okay. Still. Oh, yes. Clear that out. Sorry. Yep. All right. It's a long time but if you wear, if you, if, if you rotate every 18 hours, you could go I, 24 be, plus. I'll be honest. I slept in them, so I did a 24-hour cycle. Good to go. All right. Thank you. Motor Girl number nine. I don't want this book to end, but next issue is the final issue. I know, and I'm heartbroken because I don't want this book to end either because it's Terry Moore just ha- doing what Terry Moore does great, which is combination of humor and heart, and it just it's great. So. What's interesting for a book that features an imaginary gorilla and a bunch of cute aliens is that it is actually a very nuanced look at PTSD. Yes, it really is. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously incredible art. This is this the theme of this show. Up until this very moment, is incredible art. Yeah, it really, really is. And uh, Astonishing X Men number four, uh, which is is heralding uh, the fact that they have different artists that have different incredible art, uh, welcomes Carlos Pacheco, um, and the art was okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, I've definitely seen worse. But I wanted to call out Astonishing X Men number four because there's a moment. So so as you, the team is is oh, in the is God, trapped. In the, run. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is worth it. Hold with me. The team is trapped in the astral plane, and uh, Shadow King has taken over Wolverine, who is fighting Psylocke, and blah, blah, blah. But we have a nice little diversion to go see what Mystique and Phantom X and Rogue and Gambit are doing while in the astral plane, and they're just on vacation. Why wouldn't you be? And there's a panel, there's several panels of of Mystique and Phantom X, um, oh man, just living the life of leisure, to the point that made me laugh out loud. Uh, because I think I think were they horseback riding with their and, and Phantom X still had his mask on, right? Yes. I just snorted, but yes. Yes, yeah, right. Like it's it's definitely snort worthy because like basically they're stuck in the astral plane and they recognize they're stuck in the astral plane. They're like, all right, well we can fight to get out or we can just enjoy ourselves. And Rogue and Gambit choose to fight to get out. They're lounging in a jacuzzi together. But Mystique and <laughs> Phantom X just decide to take some time. Wouldn't and, you? No, that, I'm sorry, this, it, wasn't them, it wasn't them riding horses. They were riding jet skis. That's what it was. <laughs> they the in the in the in the in the Phantom Zone. And then they're 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 ballroom dancing, right? <laughs> and then they're kissing, and like it was just it was it was enjoyable. And then Professor Xavier snatches them back out, and for some reason they're all in their underwear. Uh, they should be wearing Mac Weldon, but uh, it, it, this is just a moment of Phantom X and Mystique on the uh, on the jet skis was enough for me. 
So. <laughs> X-Men Gold 13, Ron, I have more baseball problems here. That's mainly why I want to talk about this. The, the, the baseball is out of control in the X-Men. There's no second baseman on that team. So, okay, so there's a double-page spread of uh, them playing baseball again in Central Park. First of all, I played a lot of baseball in Central Park. No, there's no bases or lines in those fields. Right. Um, but I guess they could have put them in themselves. That's fine. Yeah. So they're playing softball, except the beast is thrown overhand. And then um, Kitty Pride is umpiring from a very dangerous position where she could very easily get hit by the swing of the bat and also would have no no sense of the strike zone. Yeah. And then it, you're, they're, they're running some kind of weird shift where the second baseman's playing over second base, which means the entire right side's open. Yeah. Um, I mean, all he's going to do is shorten his swing up and knock that right, that right, right through. Big gap, big gap. I mean, there's a 90 foot gap there. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? <laughs> Get some Google research here on it on baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that. <laughs> like, where was? Why is Kitty lined up behind the batter? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if this guy, if Cyclops is a is a long swinger, she's toast. I just, I, you gotta wonder if the editors actually know baseball or not, because they should be, they should be on top of this. We Similar did. to the, we, we didn't did. talk last week about the flash uh, tie length issue that you pointed out, but uh, yeah, similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Black Bolt miniseries that wasn't quite called a miniseries ended this week. No, they're back with issue number seven. If you read the back, it? the, yep, it's an ongoing. That's right. So, th- so this story had a definitive. This story had a definitive the end, and then I went and read the back, and they're like, "Well, wait to hear what comes in issue seven. So, um, I hope Saladin Ahmed stays on it because he and Christian Ward because they're. But I know next issue is going to be by Fraser Irving, who's also awesome. But uh, this was fantastic. I I, I love this, this was, whole this. This was very nearly like if I had the pick, this this might this would have been up there. I don't I don't know if there would have been the pick in this week, but on a on a regular week. It was great. I finished it. I mean, I think I said this before, but a, a killer absorbing man story. Yeah, no, the whole, it really, the whole yeah, thing. That, that's the secret. It's like that's that. Um, oh, was it Joe Kelly did like the Rhino story in Amazing Spider Man? Yep. It's up there with that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, but a little longer and a little just. This was a hell of a six issues. Even if it you know ended here or not, like get get these. This is one of the best things to come out of Marvel in a while. Yep, for sure. Certainly the best Black Bolt thing happening in the world right now. Easily. So real quickly, uh, Josh, let's go over to Star Wars Corner where we're going to kind of pour a little out for Jason Aaron with Star Wars number 37, his last issue, ending his 37-issue run. Yeah. um, So this is definitely the end of that, I guess. Definitely the end of that. (laughs) And he he goes uh, out with a bang – not only by giving us a great, you know, the scar, uh, what do they call the scar squadron, the the, the stormtroopers, right? Um, but we get a little backup story that was written by him and his son about sand people and the importance of sand. And I can't tell if he's trolling us or not. <laughs> it's good. I, yeah. I don't. I don't really want it to be over. And I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got confused because I went to open it up and I realized that I had opened up Darth Vader instead. Oh, okay. Well, that's I, I had broken up. Up. I was like, I definitely read this, but I don't know what I'm looking at, and I'm confused. Anyway, so bravo, bravo, Jason Aaron. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be really. Uh, if it if it was somebody other than Kieran Gillen, I'd probably be like, I'm not reading it. I don't even care. But Kieran sort of yeah. won my faith. But yeah, I it was good. It was really it was much better than any right to be. Um, yeah. To that same, I just wanted to quickly mention uh, Journey to Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Star Wars, Captain Phasma number three. 
Um, that's what they wrote. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I kind of like this. Oh, really? I'm kind of enjoying it a little bit. I'm not saying it's good, but it's compelling for whatever reason. <laughs> it's this. They're, they're riding the line between like Captain Phasma being a competent person who isn't necessarily evil but works for the bad guys, and you're wondering, wait, they're still going to do the wrong thing. And it's really well drawn by Marco Cicchetto. Um, yep. Good world building visually and all that stuff. So yep. I'm, I'm enjoying it, I think, despite myself. All right. Um, all right, time to go for the patrons pick. Uh, every week, the supporting patrons of my fanboy get to uh, any at any level can uh, go to patreon.com, get the link to the secret voting booth where you can vote for a book for us to make us read and then talk about here on the show. And the winner by a narrow margin this week was Sean Murphy with Batman White Knight number one. Um, and I'm I'm dying to hear what Connor thinks of this because it's well, a Batman it's another, book. It's another Elseworlds. We talked yeah, about this basically. before. We have Nightwing the New Order. Now we have Batman White Knight. For some reason, DC won't label these as Elseworlds, but whatever. Yep. Um, again, this is a stellar art week. I was. Yeah. I mean, this was this was just I was pouring over this this issue. This, this um, I'm, I honestly like you. Everyone knows I'm not a big Batman fan, but this was. I thought this whole thing was fantastic. Has anybody drawn a better Batmobile in 20 years? No, especially from the back. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good view from the back. Uh, I loved this. this. This might have been pick of the week simply because it looks so great. And um, I also really love a Batman Elseworlds in this story. Uh, sometime in the future, Batman is 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 he's going over the edge. He's got uh, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon as a sidekick. Nightwing is around, and uh, he sort of forces a bunch of drugs down Joker's throat, which end up inadvertently curing him, supposedly. Meanwhile, it all goes viral, so the police are forced to deal with Batman finally, and now Batman's in Arkham Asylum, and the Joker's out driving the Batmobile. And yep. we, don't, we don't know what's going on with that, but I, I thought, oh my god, this looked so good. This is, I mean, th- this looked great. I liked the story. Uh, cursing? Yeah. It's, and it's swear it's words? I was like, what, 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 yeah, what DC is this? This is, this. I, I like the idea that, like, is this, in, is this in continuity? No. Does it matter? No. Like just what what what's the phrase, Connor? Nothing. Uh, nothing matters. Nothing. Uh, shit. I already, what was it? Nothing makes <laughs> sense. Nothing matters. Nothing makes sense. Nothing, nothing, yep, nothing makes nothing makes sense. Nothing matters, and that's fine. I, I think that's a good that's a good good philosophy to embrace in this kind of context because it gets you good fun stuff like this book. This is a terrific Batman story. I, I yep. gotta I gotta say, like at first, I wasn't in the mindset of it being an Elseworlds, and I was like, wait, I'm annoyed all over the place. And then once it clicked, that it doesn't matter. And it is whatever it is. Like, and then I was like, oh, I don't care that they, that they know for sure he's Jack Napier. Fine, yeah. that's what this story is. Once I shut the other part out and I could read it on its own, I was like, all right, works totally great. It's go for it. Yeah, that's that's the problem with not labeling these things in the cover. Yes, yeah, Put totally. Put the fucking Elseworld slap uh, label on it, slap it on there, and everyone knows what they're in for. Which is a great. It's such a great brand. It feels like it's a waste to not use yeah. it. Right. So anyway, this was terrific. Ratings. Ratings. I'm going to give this a 4.5. I'm going to give it a 4.5 as well. I'm going to go with a 4. All Sticking right. with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. We loved All it. Right. Batman White Knight Ratings. number one. Ratings. Ratings. In addition to the patron pick, those of those who go to patreon.com slash fanboy and give at a certain level, get their own superpower bestowed upon them every week on the show. That's how we thank them. Let's kick it off with Ron. Yes. All right. So we want to thank Bryce Bridges. 
for supporting iFanboy as a patron. We like it. And Bryce has the amazing superpower of being able to polish anything, but only with his left hand. So his left hand basically is a big buffer kind of polishing. It has all the agents or whatever. He can just rub something in, whether it's wood or metal or whatever it is. It becomes the the shiniest thing you ever saw, the polisher. Just been doing some cleaning, have you? <laughs> Ryan Trio, he um, he has high performance wheels that come out of his hands and feet, and then he can drive real fast. Oh wow, cool. I think yeah, he, it's similar, but he becomes like a human race car, but only he has the wheels. He can go real fast, though. <laughs> we Haven't we done a version of this? I, I think we have. Because <laughs> we talked but about. But I like the, that Connor added the distinction that, but he can go real fast. Yeah, really fast. <laughs> okay. All right. And no one knows how he goes really fast. He doesn't have axles or there's no engine, yep. but he just goes really fast. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, Meredith Fry. She can recycle anything. Wow. If something's not recyclable, she can make it recyclable. It's a, like a transmogrification. This, this, we, we can recycle that. Now, what that means on a given day may be a very different thing, but she, she can recycle that. She's the okay. recycler. Recycler. Yeah. All right. And last but not least, Michael Hoffert Jr. We want to thank Michael Hoffert Jr., who has the ability to teleport into the movie Excalibur. Oh no! And and do what? I gotta tell you, that's a really good area of Helen Mirren. So that's not all a bad thing. But everything yeah, else Patrick, in that movie, pretty bad. Patrick Stewart, Merlin. Oh, yeah. I love this movie. Whatever. I don't mean bad. Whatever. I don't mean bad like it's a bad movie. I mean bad like you don't want to be there. Right. Whenever he needs to. Whenever he needs a break. Whenever he needs to get out, he just closes his eyes and pop. And then he's he's with Merlin and he's gonna talk to you like this. And uh, yeah, ha, it's fantastic. Ha. <laughs> you can live in John Borman's head. Yep. <laughs> All right. So those are the patron powers this week. Patreon.com slash iFanboys where you can go sign up and get your own patron power. And as we said, uh, Patreon.com is where you can go to join up. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. We're about four or five hundred bucks away from our uh, non-comics media podcast. You can go there and, and join up. Also, we have the t-shirt store iFanboy.threadless.com. That's where you, there are five shirts available. The two classic shirts, iFanboy and Herm. The three new shirts, the Pixel League podcast, the rating shirt, and the if one is Electro shirt. And we have a new one uh, that will be coming out before the end of the year. So check that out at ifanboy.threadless.com. Finally, fanboy.com slash support. That's where you find the Amazon link. That's where you can find the direct donation button for PayPal. And that's where all eccentric billionaires are always welcome. Please. All them. Yeah, all, all of them. them. All of them. Yes. So. All right, cool. So uh, now's the time for your questions. You can email contact at ifanboy.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we got uh, we got time for one. Our first one comes from Ryan from Minneapolis, who says, I've been thinking about this question from the very moment my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter told me that she wanted to be for Halloween, which is about two weeks ago. When my wife and I asked her what she wanted to be for Halloween this year, she told us, Joker. We've asked her several times since, and the answer is always the same. Joker. I am a huge Batman fan, and my wife says I am to blame. Should I be concerned? Yes. Whoa. Yes. No. Yes. It's just iconography at this point. It doesn't mean that she's a psychopath. She wants to dress <laughs> like a clown. It's kind of cool. It's no different than dressing like Darth Vader. If kid said Darth Vader, he'd be like, fine, here's a mask. Sleep with one eye open, Ryan. That too. <laughs> I'll hide all crowbars. 
I'm going to fall in between the two of you and think that you should be slightly concerned. It might, I, I agree with Josh that she's a little too young to be really concerned, but I think from here on out, you're, you're, you need to be hyper aware. Here's the right. question, though. Like, which version of the Joker has your daughter been exposed to? Right. Because that's really going to make a big difference. If you walked in and you found her reading a killing joke over and over again, I'm with Connor. If it's yeah. you know, if the animated series. What if the white-suited Dark Knight Returns Joker? Well, it's stylish, if nothing else. <laughs> well, I, I guess we're thankful that it's not uh, modern-day Harley Quinn. Yep, yep. It's not right? Mr. Which... Mr. Zaz. You don't want that. Right. That's <laughs> true. way around there that. There are worse things, yes. Yeah. I would be more impressed if your two-and-a-half-year-old daughter wanted to be Gordon. KG Beast? That's weird. KG Nuke? I know, I, I know that's Marvel, but I just, yeah. I just yeah, we're I doing, got the we're, idea of a two and a half year old as Nuke. We, we're we're doing Batman villains, Ron. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ryan, and good luck with that. Let us know how it works out. Uh, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, be sure to include your name, where you're from, how long you've been thinking about it, and any other interesting factoids that you would like to share with us. Uh, yes, please email us. Hide the crowbars, Ryan. Uh, this week, we did a show on Marvels and Humans and The Gifted. That's right behind this show. Me and Mike Romo and Ryan Haupt got together to talk about the two latest comic book shows. And that's not even all of them. There's certainly more coming. There are more every day. And uh, it's like the mail. And uh, we uh, we talked for about an hour about those two shows. And uh, it's worth checking out, worth listening to. Also, go back a little bit f- further and listen to me and Mike Romo and Ron talk about Star Trek uh, Discovery. I almost did it again, Ron. Star Trek Discovery and what was the other one we talked about? Oh, the Orville. That one's yeah. Yeah. Um, Got a couple questions. Why I wasn't talking about The Gifted or Inhumans? I've been busy. I haven't watched either of them, actually. I'm going to watch them this weekend, I think. So then I'll listen to the podcast. But it's just timing because you people can't wait. There's so many of them. I saw an ad for The Gifted the other day. I was like, what the hell is that? Another one? Yeah. Come on. And we have Runaways coming. We have Cloak and Dagger coming. I, mean, I still haven't finished. Is it Mutant X? No. What Legion. Legion. Legion, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. the only one who's finished Legion because everyone I talk to, including Mike on the show, including people who have commented, have not finished Legion. And it was really yeah, I, good. Like It wasn't even that it was either. bad. Yeah, it's really just, good. Yeah, but I just, yeah, just, it's, I just, wait, I don't know what happened to the time. It's what happened. I, I love old Ron. It's like my favorite <laughs> thing. <laughs> young Ron was just like whatever. Old Ron's like, what is happening? What uh, well, is young, Ron, young Ron got everything done. I made the most out of twenty four hours. I, I I hit my birthday this year, and I just it just it's all whole new world. It's great. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's bad, but it's great. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm yeah. just gonna jump in the river. Go over. To, whoa, whoa. It's not, that's that's not great. <laughs> While we're talking him off that ledge, head over to ifanboy.com. You can find all our late other other podcasts and all that. All those comic book, all the great comic book shows, uh, have a podcast about them. Uh, you can also go to Facebook.com/slash/ifanboy or at ifanboy on Twitter, and you can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. And of course, you can follow us individually J- at jfling and at ronxo on Twitter and on Instagram, and also CS Kilpatrick on Instagram. Uh, and uh, that's all I have for that part. Yeah. And if you uh, enjoy the show, if you enjoy any podcast, really uh, help uh, help the podcast out and spread the word. Uh, you can write a review on iTunes or on any other spot that takes reviews about podcasts. Tell your friends. Tell anybody who listens to comics. Um, it, just sub- subscribe to that feed. Just really tell people whether you like the show or not. Just hit subscribe. That's all. That's all we're asking for. Grab the feed. Uh, <laughs> it's Grab all about the, the feed. feed. 
So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Bye.